Hi, my name is Josh Hannaberry, and welcome to the Truck Focus Podcast. At the Truck Focus Podcast, our mission is simple. I want to connect transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. Over the last decade, I've been fortunate to connect with several transportation industry leaders that have had a positive impact on my life, and I look forward to connecting them with you. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Truck Focus Podcast, the podcast that connects my transportation industry experts to the industry to help create a pivotal change. So in our industry, uh, we have multiple different types of experts, but one I really appreciate highlighting is over-the-road legends. So I identify professional drivers as that, people that genuinely care about our industry and just do a really good job making things happen. Um, So on today's episode, I'm really excited to introduce everyone to Roy Jessup. So I first noticed Roy on social media, actually, and he's always happy and he's posting some of the most, honestly, really beautiful to scenic photos that he gets to travel through. Um, So it really caught my attention and I'm like, okay, this guy's doing it right. Um, So it was just, again, I was honored when he said, yes, I'd gladly hop on the podcast. So that was exciting. Um, But yeah, just kind of learning a little bit more about Roy, 16 years in the industry, and he's a really good example of where you start where you can go in our industry. So yeah, really excited to kind of dive into a lot of different types of stuff. Um, Another thing I respect about Roy is he's a family man. And that's something I take pride in too. So again, here we go. So welcome Roy to the podcast. Thank you very much. This is awesome. Good to be here. Yeah, I know this is exciting. And yeah, I was sharing this off camera before we hit record. The entire episode is to highlight you and what you see in the profession. Um, So yeah, I'm excited to kind of see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, so just to kind of start us off, I painted a little picture, obviously, of who Roy is. But why don't you kind of share like, exactly that? Who is Roy? Um, yeah, well, you said a family man. I mean, family is quite important to me. Um, I got four kids, uh, age 18 to two. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, three girls, one boy. So Good for uh, you. yeah, they keep keep me busy. Yeah, for sure. How do you, well, how do they find you being like away on the road with such an age um, change? Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, I've got an awesome wife at home too. So uh, she definitely helps. Um, but yeah, saying goodbye is always tough. And I mean, I'm, I'm quite lucky. I'm not gone. I mean, I'm only on the road from Monday to Friday. So I'm home uh, weekends with them and, and I uh, got a great company who is quite uh, good about getting me home every weekend. So uh, that's, that's quite important to me. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think having a supportive wife makes a huge difference too. just knowing yeah, uh, things are good at home while you're away. Yeah. I actually, um, my ex-wife is kind of the, the other example of that where it didn't work with me being on the road. So um, yeah, that's, that's quite important to find uh, yes. a partner who's, you know, you can work that out with. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. So good for you. That's nice. Um, so kind of explain, um, how did you get into the transportation industry? Like, how did that process start? Yeah, well, I don't want to go too long with the story. But um, yeah, like I started, I was pretty much doing everything at the time. I was working construction. I was doing a bunch of crap jobs. And I hated all of them. And uh, I actually got a job at a local auto parts store as a parts delivery guy, right? Just driving a minivan um delivering auto parts and i honestly like as soon as i got on the road i was like oh this is great you know i don't have a boss looking over my shoulder i can stop for a coffee when i want like i really like the driving aspect 
Um, like it paid like crap because it was just a auto parts, you know, but it kind of, you know, I, I figured out, Hey, I really like this driving. Like this is, this is something I want to want to look into. So then from that, I applied, uh, for a five ton job, a body job, um, you know, delivering pallets around and, and yeah, really enjoyed that. And, and from there, got my air brake ticket and then, you know, slowly moved to a uh, 10 ton, and, you know, yeah. So we get, get bigger, bigger trucks and then more and more training and, and eventually got my class one. Good for you. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a healthy progression. That's very similar to mine too. So when you first shared that, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah there, that's exactly what I did was I just started on a like little single axle tilt back and then, yeah, yeah. Work, worked my way up and different training, obviously, and licenses and yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. So through that progression, um, obviously from auto parts to class one over the road, what sector are you hauling now? Is it general freight, flat deck? What are you in now? Uh, we do reefers now. Okay. Um, so it's mostly like produce and meat and, and whatnot, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm familiar with the different, the fun, I'll say, <laughs> of yeah, yeah. and reefers and yeah, just making sure yeah. they're running and the emergency if they stop. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And what seems like got, got a tight deadline with the, it always seems, you know, the reefers have a tighter deadline, but <laughs> yeah. 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 And are you mostly staying in Canada, across border? Where do you travel? Yeah, no, we do um, all Canada. Um, I mostly do um, Calgary to, Langley and then um build Langley will normally send me either Edmonton or back to Calgary and then from there could be out to Winnipeg or it could just be back to the coast and then back home to Calgary and uh done for the week that's awesome that's awesome yeah so with the I guess going west from Calgary for anyone listening that doesn't know the geographics of Canada Calgary is in Alberta obviously Langley is in BC so it's a little closer to the ocean so how do you find traveling through the mountains for one, the Rockies, but also with the highway 93, 95 detour. How was that? Um, well, I find the, like the highway 93, I'll start there that I know a lot of people I talk to are extremely upset about that. And like, Oh, it adds an hour and a half to my trip and all the RVs and getting stuck behind people. And I, I kind of try to have a different perspective where like I get paid per mile and this is more miles, right? Like I'm going to the same destination, but I'm actually getting paid more because it's, it's a further trip. Um, it might take longer, but I get different scenery to look at. And, uh, you know, I quite quite enjoy the drive, to be honest. Like it's a nice little detour change from the, the everyday. And uh, I try, try to look at it that way other than like, oh, I'm watching the clock and like, oh, this is taking me too long. You know, I just like, why get upset? Like I just enjoy it you know like yes, yes <laughs> yeah. absolutely. so um so i mean i haven't found a problem with that that detour i mean it's it's a pain in the butt but yeah kind of make make the best out of it yeah and uh yeah for going through the mountains um the company i'm at now i've been with for four years and they seem to i'm kind of the mountain guy like nice. they they like to keep me in the mountains so and i mean i i like it i don't uh i don't mind driving in the mountains doesn't doesn't bother me um so yeah i kind of kind of like to have that badge as the mountain guy and uh it's been three winters now where pretty much driven through almost every storm i've encountered you know like slow down you go maybe 20 but i, I was still going and 
a lot of nights I'd be the guy laying the tracks, like there'd be no snow plow, there'd be just kind of somebody's gonna follow the tracks on land. So <laughs> wow. you know, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've white knuckled way too many times in that terrain. So good for you. Yeah, that's a good yeah. honor too, being known as that, because I think, well, again, we're familiar with the terrain. So there's some people that won't yeah. go. And then there's some people that shouldn't be in those areas where you can tell. That's right. Oh, I yeah. don't know if you've had the training that you need to travel, especially in winter, tire chains on, tire chains off and fuel. Yeah. At, and yeah, that's, that's a different beast altogether than flat ground for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so well, yeah. Even, even like the, the sorry, even like the just throwing the chains on. I know some guys will curse up and down and all oh, they hate it. And it's like it gets you out of the truck, it gets you moving, like it's something different. I mean, I it's all how you look at it, I find, you know, like um yeah, so I just you gotta make the best of things. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a an attitude that a lot of our industry needs to readapt where a challenge is a yeah. good thing, but it is how you look yeah. at it. And yeah. it's Again, what I'll keep talking on the west side because I think that area is fascinating. But yeah, it's just a different challenge. It's not well, you don't put your feet on the dash and drive anyway. But it's not as luxurious, I'd say, as heading east where it's a little more flat. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think that's a really good point though. Is just how are you looking at it and then accepting it for it's a positive challenge, not it's a waste of your time or nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. So no, that's cool. Um, so in your I guess sixteen years so far of total driving. Um, what's been the best part about being like a professional driver this far? Um, I'd say like the, I don't know if I want to say the freedom, but like, I feel like I have a lot of freedom. Like I don't have somebody looking over my shoulder. Like I've, I've done warehouse jobs where it's, you know, you're asking to go for a smoke or you're asking to use the bathroom and, um, you know, your coffee break is at this time. It's like, I just, I like being able, if I want a coffee, I'm going to stop and get a coffee here. You know, yeah. if I have to go to the bathroom, I'm going to stop and go to the bathroom. And uh, so, I mean, I really do like the freedom. Um, I love the scenery. Like, I, every day, I'm just, like, in awe. Like, it just blows my mind. Like, you think it would get old, right? Like, it's been four years of driving pretty much the same road back and forth. And, I mean, it doesn't get old. Like, right. <laughs> every day, I'm just like, wow. Like, it just blows my mind. So, yeah. I mean, I always try to, like, stop and, and find something to take a picture of or just something that catches my attention you know yeah yeah i was going to ask at what point then did you so that's what's interesting is some people can see the same mountain and the sun's in a different placement so you see something different and some people appreciate that some people ignore it but at what point then did you start taking photos of your trip because that's honestly what really stands out again in social media pictures and videos yeah where i was like that's a nice photo Wow, I've been there before. And like, it's this kind of memory lane where, yeah, it's like stunning artwork. So, yeah, I guess at what point yeah. did you say, you know what, I'm a certain. Um, well, I, uh, I think it was actually the start of the pandemic, um, uh, March of last year, I think, when I stumbled on that uh, Canadian Truckers page on Facebook. And they were listing a lot of um, like pandemic related, like, oh, don't go to this restaurant because they're closed or they won't serve you or whatever. So um, that I, I got into that group um, with that, like to kind of get updates of what we could or couldn't do during the pandemic. Um, and through that, I was seeing other people posting their pictures, right? And so I thought, well, you know, hey, I'm, I've, I've always kind of been like a hobbyist photographer, you know, like something just, you know, as a hobby. So I, I think, you know, um, people 
come from all over the world to see the Rockies and, and, you know, this beautiful scenery. So I thought, you know, I have to capture this. Like I have to make some sort of record that, you know, and yeah. So uh, I just started, like I said, I, I was trying to find something, whether, you know, maybe not once a day, but at least every trip find something that is worth taking a picture of, you know, like uh, even if a rainbow or, you know, a bear or, you know, just uh, the way the clouds are, are situated or the sun or what, you know, I always find something that just kind of like, wow, yes. got to take a picture of this. Like, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's incredible. And a picture does say a thousand words. And when, you know, people are yeah. paying to go there, it is exactly. Yeah. I'm in a different space in our industry because I don't drive anymore, but it's a recruitment tool to what's possible when you're in that, like in Western Canada. So yeah, as an industry advocate, I appreciate that you're doing it because it's like, look, this is a benefit of industry. Like you get to see this, you get to be here and if it's wildlife, yeah. if it's just a nice view, like you said, it's, yeah, I think it's, yeah, well, and I, I also have a lot of family overseas, um, like a lot of, a lot of family in Europe. So they've, come to Canada um, and and come to the Rockies with us and all that. So I like to share those pictures um, so that, you know, they can see and they think, oh, I, you know, like you said, oh, I've been there and I remember that. And yes. um, yeah. And like, I, I just think like, you know, they, people come all over the world, pay money to see the sunrise in the Rockies. And like, I get to see that every day. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I, I absolutely love it. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure your company appreciates that too, because that's that's the type of attitude that again, just being in our industry that we need to yeah. so to know that you're rocking their brand and you're doing a really good job. That's powerful for sure. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned the pandemic. Obviously, we're still navigating through it. How has your experience been just with different places, maybe not opening their doors and maybe you used to yeah. stop at one place, move it to the other, but how has that been? Well, it's, it's definitely got a lot better. Um, I know like when, when the pandemic first kind of hit like last March, it was like, you couldn't even find a bathroom. (laughs) It didn't matter. Like, you know, like the restaurants were closed. You'd walk up to the drive-thru and they'd shut their window on you. You know, like it it was, it was brutal. Like you couldn't even find a bathroom. Like I'm not joking. (laughs) It was bad. Um, And it's, it's, it's definitely got a lot better. I think um, with social media, it was almost like places were getting shamed into, uh, you know, being decent. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I think that did help. And the places who were um, accommodating to truckers were definitely getting noticed on social media as well. So we were all like, hey, this place is good to us. Like, we're going to go there. Right. And like, we, we would take note of <laughs> which ones, you know, would get our business. Yes. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely got better and, and like now things are, are opening up a lot more. So good. Yeah. Yeah. It, my wife's family. So my family in law, they're in the restaurant space and when they, well, part of our families in our professional drivers, part of them is in the restaurant. So they stayed open within restrictions. Obviously there's mandates and stuff. But yeah, they've always been very receptive to if it's professional drivers and oil field workers, because being in Alberta, again, it's another major industry. And yeah, they they would hear stories and they were in disbelief because it's aside from, yeah, there's a legit concern for basically any human contact through this process. They're like, it's actually better to show support because they as people feel better. 
And I think yeah. something in our industry that's easily forgotten is professional drivers are people, people that aren't behind the wheel are people. So let's treat each other equally and not, oh, you're a driver, stay away that we saw. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's nice to hear that it's getting better from your perspective because I can sit here all day long and hope it's better, but knowing, yes, yeah. it's improving and okay, people are opening, but yeah, social media is powerful too. So if it had been- yeah, and one one um, instance, I won't name the company because I don't want to get anybody <laughs> in trouble. But um, I was in Kelowna, and I had driven all night to get to Kelowna to get to this warehouse to do the delivery, and I had a, a tight deadline, so I, I didn't even really want to stop. I just drive all the way to Kelowna, um, get there, and like I need to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and like I get there, and it's like yeah, it's now. I gotta go, and they refused me. No, you can't come in here. You can't use our bathroom. No porta potty outside, nothing. Like there was absolutely nothing. So I uh, put that story on Facebook, and yes. I, I named the company on Facebook, and uh, I actually got a response, and I got, um, you know, it was uh, rectified where they set up porta potties, and then now actually they they allow us back into the building. Um, but it was like I, there was a problem. I I kind of addressed the problem, and then there's action taken, and it was it was. Uh, dealt with so the power of social media like that it is something like it's yes. yeah so yeah. I, no, I just thought that yeah sorry i interrupted you what did you say oh i was just just gonna say like that um you know the the, the porta potties were there so i mean even it wasn't just for me right like the other drivers are gonna yes. gonna have access to them and yeah. I mean, nobody really likes porta potties, but <laughs> they're better than nothing, right? So, right. Yeah, I know that's tough. And it's, again, it's nice to see that there was a response because at the end of the day, it's it's not a big ask at all. It's a very humane yeah. ask. Hey, I got to go. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I'm a quick peer. So I'm like, I've peed in some weird spots because I'm like, sorry, I got you. But yeah, as, yeah. A, as a society as a whole, I think that was really exposed. And it's not perfect by any means. You still hear the opposite where people are yeah. saying no, but yeah, the fact that there was some rectification, that's, that's important for sure. So yeah, yeah it's, but it, again, it speaks to the power of social where it's yeah. not just brand recognition. It's just, again, we're people and yeah. it's just, yeah, we're all different. So, but yeah, that's good. Um, so aside from the pandemic, because I think there's a, that has identified a lot of challenges what other challenges do you see are in our industry maybe today that weren't here four years ago? Have you noticed anything gotten worse or anything's harder than it needs to be? Or how are you finding that? Um, that's, that's a tough one. Um, like I know with our company, uh, we're just um, introducing the electronic logs this year. Right. So, I mean, there's obviously that. I mean, that's going to change things. Uh, like some, How are you finding it so far? I, I really don't find much of a difference. I mean, it's, I, I always kind of, I was running legal always anyway. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> if, you, if you're doing it legal, it shouldn't matter, right? But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really find much of a difference, to be honest, in that aspect. Um, I think maybe the training to use the ELDs needs to be a bit better because yes. I, I like yes. I ha I'll have other drivers ask me, you know, like, oh, how do I do that? And I was like, well, you should have been told that, you know, like <laughs> somebody should have taught you that. But yes. yeah, um, yeah. So and then just um, I find like a lot of uh, I guess this has probably always been there, but I found lately um, there seems to be a lot more guys 
on the mountain roads who like that's their first time being there. And I don't know if I just didn't notice or didn't pick up before, but you know, speaking to some guys at the brake checks or whatever. And I remember I had one guy in uh, the brake checkup field and I was following him coming up through Lake Louise and that, and it was snowing like really, really bad. And he was going, I think 30 and it was, you know, line up a traffic behind him and we get to the brake check and he comes out and he's white as a ghost, just, so scary and he started talking to me oh you think they're gonna mind if i sleep here and i oh he should be okay right like it's a bad storm um and then he was saying like he's from georgia he's never been to canada he's never seen snow and like it's like that's scary to think like i mean i'm not saying he's not a good trucker at all that's right yeah. like he's absolutely zero experience on these roads and he's up here in like one of the worst storms of the year right like so you just you always kind of have to be aware the guy in front of you you know, you don't know, maybe he's, he's totally experienced in the mountains or maybe it's his, his first trip, you know? Yes. So you, you kind of always have to be aware. Yes. Um, but I, I guess that's probably always been there, but I, I don't know why I've seemed to have picked up on that more lately. Yeah. I think that's a good point though. And when, so when we talk about safe commercial vehicles, you're normally basing it off of where you normally travel and tire tread depth matters in the snow where it doesn't matter as much on hot dry ground so even if it's raining you can still hydroplane the same so if someone's from an area where it is their first time they may think my vehicle's fine for where i'm from and they may think that's what i'll travel in the entire trip until you get to somewhere where you're like okay it's a well there's 11 percent at the detour but just in general six to seven percent grades where you're normally used to yeah. flats and then your just equipment's not in the best condition to that terrain. Yeah, that, that could be, <laughs> I can only imagine that guy, what they're going through because they're also questioning their own ability when it's not them, it's just the conditions. And right, yeah. yeah, having you on the road makes a big difference. So, and again, we've only known each other for a very short amount of time, but I can, I read people's consistencies pretty well, but just, I yeah. could imagine you were probably pretty calm and you're kind of like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, and just, you're there to listen. You're not there to attack the little, get out of my way. So that right, made a yeah. huge difference in that person's life, which again, highlights the profession, which is awesome because there's too much of the opposite really. You could have said, ah, pass yeah. buddy, go back home. And yeah. What are you right? doing over here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah. condition of vehicle is important and that's something that's often missed. And there's a different factor of road rage with a passenger vehicle and a commercial vehicle. And, yeah, I'm, I'm always concerned when we're talking like merging lanes and my lane's ending and I need to move over because yeah. there's no more road. And, but yeah, <laughs> passenger vehicles have no clue. So the fact that, again, you could be a voice of reason, I'm guaranteeing, he probably said, that driver was like, thank you. Because yeah, it can be really stressful when you're out there alone. So yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, I remember my first storms too, right? Like, I mean, now I, I'm I'm pretty calm through them, but the first few, like, geez, I <laughs> I was white knuckling big time, like, and and I I can imagine, like, I can uh, empathize what he's going through because I I went through it myself, right? And, um, like I I got my I don't know, I got my class one, and uh, that was my first run was to to uh, Vancouver. And like that, if that my first company I worked for was not not a good company. Um, and yeah, they literally uh, got the job over the phone, and they used the keys, and I was gone to Vancouver, and that was it. And I was fresh out of driving school, like <laughs> yeah. So I mean, 
it worked out for me, but I could imagine because someone else in that position, I could imagine a much different ending. <laughs> yeah. And again, I'm in the world of compliance and transportation safety. So carriers out there that are listening, you can't do that. <laughs> like yeah. there is a long list of things you need to do at the time of hire. And like once someone is hired before you can allow them to drive. So I'm glad you're still alive. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that's, that makes me nervous. Well, and, and yeah. And I, that, place was really shady and they went out of business quite quickly but i did i did get my experience right so <laughs> I, yeah. mean, I, I take that as a bonus but and i mean the lesson learned too that like not all companies i mean they they went out of business owing me a month's wage right like <laughs> and yeah it was terrible wow. the trucks were absolute garbage and but it was very eye-opening right it was like hey you know not everything is what it seems like right. you yes. know you kind of have to to look into these companies and you know like you kind of get to choose who you're going to drive for you know like um just because they're willing to hire you doesn't mean you want to go to work for them right? that's right so that that was quite eye-opening yeah no for sure another point just to kind of touch on it obviously the eld mandate came in june 12th and you mentioned something on the training side where I don't want to dive too much into this whole accreditation journey. I'm, I respect Transport Canada and everything that's happening, but I think from, again, a carrier listening to this or a driver listening to this, um, first off, Roy, he mentioned training is key. So there's things that you just need to know. So if you're a carrier or a driver in a situation where it's new, manage um, basically that change really carefully because Roy has a really good attitude. Obviously, Roy, I'm speaking to the broader people that are listening, but Roy has a good attitude. Roy has a really like, okay, I see it. Let's do it. Like that type of, it's a positive win. And some people can't be like that. They just aren't wired that way or they don't think that way. So change management is really important when you go from paper, which someone's used for probably a really long time to electronic. So having just champions in place is what I say when there is change happening. Someone that's comfortable with an iPhone can be comfortable with an ELD. So finding those people in your fleets. And then again, when you're out on the road, Finding people like Roy, not to put too much pressure on him now, but it's important because at the end of the day, like we are in this together and a simple violation that puts you out of service that could have been avoided just by knowing the system a little better, you want to know. So just to kind of touch, because we mentioned ELDs there, right? So I'm, yeah. uh, I'm quite involved in that whole journey. And yeah, I think change management is tough on any organization. But when you're dealing with second language, so if English isn't their first yeah. language, but they never, they don't even use email to now you have to do everything electronic. I, I get why it's tough on people. So, but yeah, yeah, I appreciate your attitude on that too. That's awesome. So in your journey this far, what do you think has been the most valuable thing you've learned so far? Um, well, just the experience in general, um, you know, knowing um, like when I started, I think, my first trip I took food and water and that was about it. <laughs> and now it's like, you know, my truck, I have a shovel in my truck. I have a full set of tools in my truck. You know, I have extra airlines and belts. And so, I mean, just, just kind of the experience of just figuring out like what is trucking? Like, hey, what am I doing? Like, you know, um, that's been, been very valuable. And uh, the, the relationships with other drivers, like our, company is quite good we have a lot of um like senior drivers um who've kind of seen it all done it all and uh, you know you got a question and they're more than willing to help like they you know i can't even 
fathom the kind of uh, just been a sponge, you know. I just like soak it all up off them, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm more than willing to pass it on to the next guy too, right? Like that's that's kind of how how it goes, right? Like we all start at the bottom, <laughs> you know. We all start knowing nothing, yes, and and that you know, build each other up is is a lot more productive than trying to tear each other down. Yes. So I think that that just the I don't know the relationships. I guess are quite quite valuable to me. Yeah. Yeah, I like how you guys have done it all before, guys and gals, obviously, either or. But yeah, that, that's yeah. a really good point. And having a receptive attitude like you do to their knowledge, because there's obviously yeah. the opposite. I know that already. Don't talk to me. But being right. receptive right. help, like, because people like talking about what they know. That's and when you need to know what they know, it's yeah, it's a really good, it's a medicine for success. So good job for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So for drivers then, or people wanting to become class one, well, obviously Western Canada, class one professional drivers, is there any advice that you'd feel comfortable sharing to them? Um, just do your research before you pick a company. Um, like it can make such a difference. Like I, I almost quit. Like I, I love trucking. I absolutely, I think I was put on earth to be a trucker, but that first company was almost enough to make me quit. Like I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And it was, I really did question like, is this something, is this a career I want to do? Because they were terrible. And the company I'm at with now is like, it's just night and day. And it's, it's so, it can make such a difference whether you're going to like your job, whether you're going to like your career, whether you like the people, your attitude, how positive you're going to be. Like, I'm a very positive guy. I like to, you know, I'm upbeat, quite, uh, you know, but with that first company, like, oh, I was miserable. <laughs> and like, I was like, hey, this isn't me. Like, what, what's going on? Like, I, I'm not the guy to be all stressed out. And, and I was, right? So, I mean, you definitely got to pick a good company and know, I mean, a lot of times you don't know until you're there, right? Like, they right. can tell you anything in the interview. They can put anything online. But until you're there and you do it, you're not really going to know. I mean, you can ask around and ask other people's opinions, but um, yeah, I say just just do your homework on on who you're going to be running for, and yeah, uh, yeah. I say maybe, you know, there, there's so much advice I, I could give <laughs> yeah. to somebody starting out. I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's important I, though, I know. because lots of people just want the job. They want they got the license. Yeah. Now I got to get a job. Well, that, that was me, right? Yeah. That was me with my first guy. It's like everywhere is like, no, we need two years experience. We need two years experience. We need two years experience. And then I found someone who was going to hire me over the phone. So I was like, oh, yeah, right on. Yes. I'm a trucker. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it was like, wow. It was just like, yeah, just mind blowing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of my next question, which you spoke on very, very clearly. So anyone listening right now, again, from a carrier's perspective is be honest. And um, I guess I'm going to flip the question to you, Roy, is what should an industry, so we'll talk trucking companies, what's some advice that you'd give, and you can be as open and honest as you want, obviously, but for people starting out that they're looking to hire, I don't need experience, whatever it is, what advice would you give to carriers in our industry today? Um, well, definitely be honest. <laughs> Um, like don't misrepresent what you can offer me. Um, you know, if, if, um, like I, I've 
I think I have a bit of a, like, because I've worked for a really, really bad company. I've worked for a really, really good company. And I made a couple in between, right? They were, you know, decent. But, um, like, the, the, the way they, the good companies take care of the drivers and they respect the drivers and, like, you're, you're an actual person. You're not just, you know, oh, he drives truck 105, you know. Right. You're, they actually know who you are. Um, I don't know how I could explain that to the carrier, like, what I would want the carriers to do, but just honestly, like just yeah. be honest. And um, if you are hiring a guy who doesn't have experience, train him. Like yeah. get the training in. Get um, you know, you shouldn't be sending somebody to the mountains with no experience. Like yeah. that should not be their first trip. I mean, it worked out for me, but I was lucky. I think, like <laughs> you know, like it could have went the other way so easily. Yes. And training, 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 training. You have to make sure these guys know what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. No, that's good advice. So I think I mentioned honesty at first because I think there's a lot of lies circulating. Of This is considered good pay when someone knows different. And it's probably not actually yeah. good pay. They just know they don't know any different. But also, like you mentioned, you're yeah. not just a truck number. You're not meeting the seat. Yeah. You're a person. And I think that's something industry carriers specifically can really improve on. And I speak for myself because, again, I try and advocate the best I can for the profession and for people where I think I hear I've heard the comments so many times. Well, what do they know? It's like they know a lot. Like as professionals, they know more about your customers than you'll ever know. They know more about roads and conditions and mechanical components that you just have no clue on from a carrier standpoint, but yeah, treating people as people as starters and then yeah, training is so key. And I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of times people can think, well, they learned it in school or they must have yep. this experience. It's like, no, 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 let's train. So I completely agree with that too, especially when you're putting people through the conditions that the mountains bring, because yeah, you need yep. to be confident. So that's good. I appreciate that very much. Uh, that's really good advice. So Roy, yeah, uh, just um, sure, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. yeah, please. Um, I was just gonna say, like, um, to to elaborate on that with the companies uh, being honest, like I've heard, I, I've I've experienced, you know, like, hey, you're gonna get paid this amount, which okay is fine, but then the loads aren't there, you know, and it's like you're sitting and waiting, and it's like, well, you guys said you were gonna have a, you know, yeah. So I mean, it's not just the rate of pay as well. You got to think like, do they actually have enough work to keep me busy, or Maybe they have too much work and now I'm never going to get home. So, I mean, there, there's a lot, a lot that goes into it, <laughs> but it all comes down to honesty, right? Like if they're honest, you know, if they're honest and upfront about what loads they have and, and whatever, then it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. So I'm just making a note of that. That's a really good point too. I think being honest with what work is available is crucial because people that have families, you don't want to necessarily be away for three months on end. But you also don't want to yeah. just do one trip, sit at home for five, one trip, sit at home for five. But yeah, that's a really good point. I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, you're teaching me a lot in this conversation. I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so just kind of as we come to a close in our conversation, what I can tell you're thoughtful and you think things out, which is nice because again, it just highlights the profession. Um, but as you continue to navigate, what's your goal, I guess, in regards to legacy? What do you want? other drivers, your carrier, your friends in this space, what do you want to be known for? Uh, that's a big word, eh, legacy? 
<laughs> Zelda um, every day. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I like to, I mean, I, I, above everything is safety, right? Like, safety is everything. It's absolutely everything. So um, I like to be known as, as the guy who got it done and got it done reliably and safely. And, you know, I've had, I think, three, almost three years where if, unless the road was closed for an accident, I made my, my deadline. Because uh, I'd leave Calgary, you know, I always have a 5 a.m. Uh, delivery on the coast in, in uh, BC. So if the road's open, I, I got it there. So I, I'd like to just, just be known as the guy who got it done, got it done right, and got it done safe. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, and that's long lasting too. So I asked that question, and A, I'm curious for you as a person, but I think people question. They don't question, I should, I'm going to cancel that. They don't ask that question enough of themselves. So they like, yeah. you can just kind of go through the motions of life. And then all of a sudden you retire. It's like, okay, cool. But at the end of the day, when you think from one moment to hours on end, what I want to be known for, I think that's one of the strongest things you can be known for is you got it done. You got it done right. You got it done safely. And I think that you do do that. And it's nice because you do it in a way where you've already shared, you share advice. You're willing to share more advice. You're also someone that wants to change a narrative. We're sure we could bash people on social all day long, but I'm going to take photos of this is what we see. This is incredible stuff. So I think that really highlights yeah, just yeah. who you are as a person too, Roy. And we need more. And, well, and to, Sorry, God. Just to, to add to that uh, the legacy, um, like my grandfather was a Greyhound bus driver. Um, drove from Regina to Vancouver. That was his run. Um, my dad uh, was from England. He was a tour bus driver in England. Uh, he came to Canada. He'd stopped driving in Canada. But uh, So I kind of felt like driving was in my blood yeah. um, in that sense. And then, so, I mean, my son is four, and he's uh, come with me a few times, like, you know, come with me on a few trips. And, uh, like, we have a great big yard in calgary right our yard is is huge so i'll i let him sit on my lap and kind of drive around the truck around the yard right and he loves it so i mean i'm thinking legacy to the kids as well right yeah. i mean yeah. he like every toy he owns i mean is a semi he loves like you know every yeah. everything to do with semis he is all over i mean my daughters too but definitely my son has like all about semis so um yeah I mean, I, I'm not going to push him into trucking at all. Like, he can make his own decision on what he wants to do. But I would be more than supportive if he wanted to become a trucker. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. That's neat. I like hearing that because I get my kids involved yeah. in this space as much as I can, too. And it's nice hearing other people doing it because of the joy. Like, they are yeah. jacked. They're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, they get so stoked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, my... I'm very familiar with trains and trucks and my two-year-old, he knows how to do choo-choo, but he's got a big train set. And yeah, so yeah. he'll <laughs> just run around the house, either barking like a dog or saying choo-choo. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And my 11-year-old, yeah. similar to your four-year-old, just like, yeah, they get the, they, they can put the two and two together. Trucks, dad. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, yeah my, exactly. my son's yeah. saying yeah. so. Yeah. No, yeah. that's awesome, man. Good for you. Yeah. And I appreciate that honesty because I think some people, again, try and keep work at work, family is family, but 
when it's a positive, it's nice when you can blend the two. So I think that's really yeah. important. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and then I also like, cause I don't want, I, I always, when I started trucking, I was, I don't want my kids to resent that I leave. Right. Yes. Like I don't want them to, Oh, dad's gone again. Right. So I just, I want them to be involved. I want them to see my truck. I want them to come with me. I want them to see what I do. Um, like summer now, the kids aren't in school. Like, yeah, come with me. I love it. Give me company, right? Like, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, and it's and, and then then I'm hoping if they if they see that, hey, this is where dad goes. This is what he's doing. Um, you know, maybe they're not going to resent me for being gone so much because I do have. I mean, I think every parent probably has you know every trucker parent probably has guilt about being on the road, right? Like, you can't help that. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, so that is just a way I kind of cope with it. Maybe it helps them deal with it. It's just to have them yeah. involved in some way, you know, like at least then they understand, like, hey, this is where that goes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and they know why too. It's not just yeah. to get away. It's, yeah, you're yeah. adding such yeah. value to our society where I think that's, again, another conversation probably for another day, but people don't realize the value that professional drivers bring, but they have to be away at times. And I think that's important. And other, again, other drivers listening, if that's an option, that's a really good solution. So you, the guilt will always be there. You're right, Roy. But I think, yeah, for the family to understand and get excited about what you do and what you get to see and the, oh, you go down this hill, like just those emotions. It's, I think it's really important. Yeah, yeah. So good for you. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so kind of just in close, Roy, were there any final thoughts that you felt comfortable sharing? And as well, if, anyone wanted to get kind of in touch with you, did you want them to reach out to you directly or just contact myself? What are you comfortable with? Um, whatever you think is easier. Um, I, I'm fine with people uh, contacting me. Or just on Facebook? Or... Me. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's an open that's... floor, right? So whatever you're comfortable yeah. with. I just, yeah. I see yeah. the value. Well, that's... Pictures, so. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. And so in uh, closure, um, yeah, I just, uh, I think if, if, like, cause I, I toyed with the idea. Like, I was, I remember, I think I was 20. So it's 20 years ago. I was sitting, um, I was doing security at the Calgary Tower and I was flipping through the newspaper and I'd always see the ads for truckers, right? And I'd always, I like, wonder, like, oh, should I do that? Could I do it? And so I just think, like, if you're in that position and you want to do it, like, you can do it. It's fun. Like it's, you know, there's a lot of work and, and it's, um, it's a challenge, but like, I wish I would have done it sooner. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wish I wouldn't have waited as long as I did. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I'm just, you know, if, if somebody's out there thinking, Oh, maybe should I do it? Or like, yeah, just take the jump and <laughs> it's, uh, I, I wish I would have done it sooner. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, well, Roy, this was awesome. And I, I'm glad we had this opportunity because, again, I like being right. <laughs> I like guessing on people <laughs> and being like, yeah, I think. And you definitely solidified my faith just in your, I'd say, ability as a person, as a professional, and to advocate for our industry while operating over the road. And I just, again, I thank you for your time today. And anyone listening, if you want to reach out to Roy, it's Roy Jessup. But you can obviously reach out to myself and I can put you in contact with him if that's easier. And yeah, asking questions. If you see him on the side of the road, please say hi. Because again, he's he's a true example of the, just the professionalism and of people of character in our industry. And yeah, Roy, honestly, just thanks so much for hopping on today. This was awesome.
Yeah, well, thanks a lot for having me. It was a lot of fun. I know our schedules kind of didn't mesh up great at the beginning, but yeah, this was this was really fun. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm glad we can make it work. So I was, I get, I get yeah. the challenge of what you're going through. So, but again, it's it's been. Awesome. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you understand how schedules are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's awesome. So, okay. Well, thanks so much, Roy. I appreciate it. Yeah, Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thanks. Well, friends, that's all for today's episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen, as I hope today's episode brought amazing value for you. If this is the first time that you've ever listened to the Truck Focus podcast, I just wanted to say thanks. I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast channel to ensure you're notified of all of our upcoming episodes. To all of our dedicated listeners, thank you. This journey has been incredible so far, and it honestly is because of all of your support and encouragement that you've shown along the way. And as I like to say, the greater the following, the greater the impact. And because of you, our impact is growing across the transportation sector. As always, if you found value in today's episode, I do encourage you to share with others in your network that you believe would receive value from listening. Your support means so much. So the Truck Focus podcast is brought to you by Pivotal Transportation Industry Solutions, a company focused on connecting transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. To learn more about the Truck Focus podcast, please visit the show notes. You can connect with us on social, visit our website, sign up to our monthly newsletter, and so much more. If you do happen to visit our website, I encourage you to check out the Truck Focus blog, learn more about our industry strategic partners, view our online training, and more. Furthermore, if you have a question or a topic that you would like to be discussed or reviewed in a future episode, feel free to send me an email. I've, I've also included my email in the show notes. So I just wanted to say thank you so much again for taking the time to listen to the Truck Focus podcast, where again, our goal is simple. We want to connect industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. I hope you have a safe day and let's create a pivotal impact.